Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> may your cup never finish. <laughs> may your cup never run dry. <laughs> may your cup overflow. <laughs> overflow with blessing. Oh In the presence of your enemies. Hi, everyone. It's Tammy and it's Sharon and welcome to the BTS podcast. numero cuatro, baby. Damn, we nearly have five. Espanol. What's that? What's that? <laughs> Number four. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did not take a language for GCSE. Don't kill me. The struggle was compulsory. In it, it's true. You know me, I always find a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but listen, me and Sharon, the struggles you went through during GCSE oh, Spanish. Oh my gosh. Oh my days. Literally, throughout the whole year, I swear we were predicted like season Ds. We were. We were the bottom of ridiculous. our class. Every single time we were in top set, though. Yeah, we were in top set, but we're the bottom of the top set. And anytime they we would show our marks on the board, everyone would be green, green, green. <laughs> I would be red. We were thinking, Jesus. Right. That was when I was introduced to rag, rag status because, boy, wow. every time Sharon on Tobago red, I'd be thinking, I must have asked the teacher one time, do you think I could do this for A level? Before I even finished, she said, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a no. big fat no. But, oh. you know. But when I went to Miami, was I not speaking small, small okay, Spanish? Okay, Sharon, calm okay. down. Okay. Calm down. down. Location. Calm down. Drop the location. I was. Calm I was. Down. When I went to Miami. Beatrice, I thought you were even going to back me. No, nah, I wasn't going to back you on that one still. Bruh, remember when we were in the huh? taxi and those Spanish people didn't know where they were going. Mm. And I was helping them. Do you not remember? No, I don't love. Oh, my days. I can't believe it. I'm so done. But anyway, I just want to wrap up and basically say that, you know, even though we were getting Cs and Ds, we converted that to an A. Yeah, day. Mm-hmm. Period. Yes, baby. You know what I'm saying? Okay, um, well, I got an A in maths. Which- oh, right. Oh, this is not about that. You know them people that be like, okay, but I got an A in this. Oh, no, but okay, but I got an A in this. Okay, okay but well, I got an A star. You people start. <laughs> you lot started saying grades. <laughs> nah, I just thought that I wanted to show them that, you know, through the tribulations, we managed to, you know, take that yeah, C and D to, a, to an A. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. Don't let those people stop you, man. When they me. say you can't take away the tea, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> the song of the week, and it's now my turn again. And honestly, I was just having this conversation with Sharon, and in fact, in Tammy as well. And I literally cannot get over this album. Like, hmm. I am a massive R&B lover. If you know me, you would know that already. And when I heard that Brandy had dropped an album I was ecstatic I honestly didn't even know how to react because I was like I haven't heard this girl drop an album in years yeah, and so when true. I listened to it I promise you I was just looking at my window 
I was just looking out <laughs> like, my window. Like that, the thing is, like that, that Kermit, I'm laughing. Yes, I'm laughing, but I, I, I was crying. Like, you know, I didn't sleep till 5 a.m. yesterday. I was just... I was just listening to Borderline over and over Listen, and over and you over. You didn't sleep till five a.m. after you were shouting, "I'm going to bed." I'm, I'm going to bed. I tried, I tried, but I couldn't sleep. No, honestly, like I'll be looking at the window and I'm just thinking, "Hi, love is a dangerous thing. Love Ooh. is a dangerous love. thing." But anyways, my song of the week is Borderline, um, by Brandy in her new album B Seven. Um, and honestly, this song for me is just it encapsulates what love is and like not love is, but literally like mm. how powerful love can be. Um, mm. And she speaks about her past. And honestly, I don't even want to go too much into it. I just know that you guys need to listen to it. It's just such a vibe. And honestly, that album in general for me is a 10 out of 10 album. Well, probably yeah. one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, 100%. Her, just the way she even layers her music, the way that it flows yeah. into one another, oh her riffs her vocal range Serious. oh my goodness like honestly Serious. and what i was saying earlier as well is that the thing that i love with borderline is basically that she talks about schizophrenia in that song mm. and honestly the way you know in school when they're like oh um this is the poem find all the imagery and mm. the this and the mm. that and the, mm. that is literally what that song is like like you can you fully get like the schizophrenia when you listen yeah. to that because she like jumps from different emotions to different emotions and yeah. it's like Oh, I can't even just go oh, listen to it's it. It's amazing, guys. It. So yeah, that's my song of the week. Make sure you stream that. It's available on Apple Music, Spotify. You already know the normal platforms. Listen to music. We'll probably plug it on our Instagram page as well, just in case you don't know what the song is, just like I mentioned. But yeah, Borderline by Brandy is our song of the week, guys. It's a video that basically um highlighted that this girl basically she um bought a flat in London at 24, which was like a, she bought a two-bedroom flat with um two bathrooms and basically she said that the way that she was able to afford this house at such a young age was that she basically had to sacrifice like mm. basically not going out okay. so how would you guys feel about mm. someone like a friend missing your birthdays missing going out just in order for you for them to buy themselves a house basically ah I don't think that's an issue. I'm not going to say, oh, come to my birthday if, you, if you're saying that's the reason. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but for me personally, would I do that for someone else? I can't actually listen. I'm the Minister of Enjoyment. Everyone knows that. Like, <laughs> I'm out nearly every weekend. And I'm not to say that, you know, that's what everyone should be doing. And I know mm. that, you know, I could definitely improve on my finances a little bit more. But I'm definitely one of them people that's like, I like to save where it doesn't suffer my, suffer like what I do on a day-to-day basis. So, mm-hmm. like, what I do with my salary is I put away a certain amount a month and just, you know, direct their bit, bang into where I need to save it into. And obviously the rest I can just use freely. Um, and that, and I'm just, obviously, I'm, I'm obviously blessed in the sense that what I'm able to use freely allows me to kind of do whatever I need to do, is go on holiday, enjoy, like, going out for drinks during the week. Like, do you know what I mean? So I have to admit that, yeah, in that sense, I'm probably lucky, but I am not the type of person where, like, I like to sacrifice a lot because my mental health is basically, like, dependent on how I feel like on a day-to-day basis and I enjoy going out so if I'm told if I know that I have to stay back in I have to cut out you know not going to birthday meals I'm gonna feel a bit depressed I mean okay no I don't want to say depressed but it will definitely affect my mental health I cannot be in that position um that's me personally I don't know how you're feeling Sharon Mm. no yeah I I agree like um I think sacrifices do have to be made with anything like if you want to make um a big purchase like a house obviously like unless you're really blessed and your parents can kind of give you 
the money for your deposit or buy you the house or whatever it may be then mm. obviously good for you um but I think if you are working towards any kind of big financial goal like that sacrifices do have to be made but I think um you need to kind of apply wisdom and caution for me like you Beatrice like my mental health is really important like mm. I can't I can't say I'm not going anywhere because I just want to buy a house because mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to enjoy that process yeah. of buying the house yeah. and the house will now become a burden yeah. and then it's I feel like there's just too much pressure to like oh my gosh I have to buy a house by yeah. the time I'm 25 so I can be like oh home over home, Hi, home everyone. Owner under yeah. 25 and post, yeah, and post, post my on Twitter, it? <laughs> <laughs> the flowers you know what I mean um, exactly so for me like I'm I've got my advice which is holidays mm. and I, I have no I don't have to but I always say that um holidays is a luxury I can't live without mm. I recognize that it's a luxury but it's something that I honestly have to do mm. every year so for me I wouldn't be able to sacrifice that but I could probably sacrifice maybe like going out on the weekend sometimes because for me like I don't need to always go out on the weekends and stuff mm. but I think there's some stuff that I would happily sacrifice, but there's some stuff I wouldn't. Like when I got back from uni, I redecorated my room and that cost me thousands of pounds. Mm. But I knew that I had to do it because the way my room was set up, it wouldn't allow I you just, to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't. And like, I was trying to say this to my friend. I don't think she was really getting it. And I was like, you don't understand. Like the way my room is done because we, my parents moved home, like mm. whilst I was at uni, I didn't have the chance to like redecorate it before I moved to uni. So when mm. I got back, I was like, when I start my job, that is my number one priority. Yeah, and had I not yeah. done that, I w- I don't know. I'd have been working from my bed, you know. Yeah. In this COVID as from- well. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. Sad. Had I not done that, and so for other people that might be like frivolous, mm. but for me it was an important mm. like thing that I needed to do. Yeah, and do you know what? Well, oh, sorry, though, no, you tell me you go. Yeah, going off that point, obviously you guys know that I'm basically in the process of like redoing my room and like yeah. basically my family redoing the whole house and. I definitely understand that whole mental thing, like especially because mm. we're at home during the COVID. When I got home mm. in March, I looked at my room. I said, <laughs> <laughs> "I said, how can I? <laughs> how could I have moved here when I was twelve years old and I'm coming back <laughs> at the age of nearly 24, 12 years apart, and I'm walking, looking in at the same room? Like, mm. even though when I moved when I was twenty-four, like the room I had was like a much like it was a for my age, the room that I had that I got was like a good room, like." You know, mm. ensuite there was wallpaper the wallpaper matched the curtains everything did you, do you mean when you were 12 yeah when I mean? was 12 when I moved okay, here when you I was said 24 no when I moved here when I was 12 the mm. room that I had was fine like it was even advanced compared to some yeah. of the rooms I was mm. was advanced but then when I came back when I came back I was just like nah like <laughs> I can't mm. I can't deal with this so it's I true. need like style changes as well your style changes yeah. everything changes like and exactly. I just felt like the room wasn't mine, and I was like, yes yeah. this, this I can't, I, I can't sleep here. I started sleeping in the guest room. Like, I can't, I can't sleep here. Like, mm. and then my dad was like, okay, let's let's get the ball rolling. We have to, we have to go with this room. So yeah. I definitely understand that. Yeah, it's good to save money. It's good to do all of that. But at the end of the day, this life is only one. There's only you only have yeah. one. Like, you can't just keep Honestly. on. You can't keep yeah. on saving. Say, what are you saving? For? Okay, yeah, saving for a house, but what is saving, saving, saving? especially in this time of coronavirus people are dying people 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 think that they're going to be saving for like a rainy day or something like that but we actually have to live in the moment so all this mm, saving mm. yeah it's good but at the end of the day sometimes spend the money that you're saving just for enjoyment and just for peace of mind mm. Mm. i was gonna say though like when i think about you know that like you mentioned this almost 24 and stuff i think a, a massive thing that has to a massive part sorry is the fact that with our culture so for me i'm not particularly like 
in the rush to leave my family home. Oh no. Um so do you know what I mean? So for example, <laughs> oh, I have my I have my own I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to obviously have my own room. I've got everything that I need in my room. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I'm comfortable in my room. Mm. Um and obviously for a lot of people you know they use property as like an investment tool which i think is fine but people don't understand that using having prop having property as an investment is a, actually like a massive thing um and it requires a lot of effort and a lot, a lot. of sacrifices when you're managing like all these tenants and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's not something that you can just do on the whim so mm-hmm. you know even though i do want to be able to like i think i mentioned this in the previous pod that i do want to be able to buy a house in the next two years but in the next two years i'm i've i've already considered kind of where i would be like not just financially but just like in terms of like my actual you know general progression and timeline Mm. exactly so like i'm not in a rush to buy it just to say that i've got a house Mm. i would want to do it personally if i'm going to do it that young or do it by myself it would be for property reasons i wouldn't be moving in so it's not a rush thing that's Um, me as well so yeah my my first my first proper house i ideally actually wanted it to be with my partner just because um when I think about like the, I'm sure we're going to go with this, go into detail on this later, but with just some of the like in financial investments or like instruments, sorry, that I have in place right now, I want to maximize that and I want to be able to put that on the biggest property value that I can. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't be doing that if it was like just something that I want to just like basically rent out. Mm. I'm not trying to get the biggest house to rent out. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, want definitely. a biggest house for myself and my yeah, partner. I think for me, that's such a key point because I think one thing that like my parents have show me is how much properties can kind of add money into your pocket of course so like when I first when my parents first came to the country we lived in Hackney um and we lived in a flat it was like a two-bedroom flat they bought that house or that flat when they left and then we moved into another property in like Greater London lived in that house um they bought that as well and then now we live where we are so obviously Mm. they own three properties my dad was basically saying that that two-bed flat in Hackney is I think it's worth the same amount as my house now or probably even more, which mm. is just crazy. And my dad was mm. saying that I think they bought it for like 80 something. Now it's worth like 200 and something. And it's like in across however many years that was like, would you really be able to save that 40K? And it's like, exactly. Mm. Or how much was that? It's not even 40. No, it's definitely going to be a It's 14. So would you be able to save all that money? Like, no. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's definitely one thing for me I think if I was in a rush to buy property now it'd probably just be because there's no stamp duty and I'd like to like yeah maximize that opportunity but yeah it's not like I'd be moving in and I think as well just on culture as well we don't or generally anyway like Nigerians they're not asking you to pay rent to live in your own house so it's yeah. like, uh, let's not say that all because I can't actually I've been hearing a lot a lot of black Af- um, parents actually asking their children for rent which has shocked me yeah i know i've heard it but then again now that you said that like i do understand people wanting to be quick to move out because a lot of people do outgrow their homes like especially definitely especially if you have um siblings siblings and things like that and all all of that sort so you could have like you could be living in a house where you can have like four siblings and you're thinking I can't be on this bunk bed anymore. I need to get out mm. of here. Do you know what I mean? So it's mm, kind of like mm. you've outgrown your house. Mm. You need to get out. You feel like because I know friends. He lives like near me and not too far away from me in Essex, mm. and he has a job in like um, Central London. 
he started renting out a place um, in London because of like the whole work commute and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there are reasons. And I think with a lot of guys as well, I think it's different between guys and girls. Definitely. A lot of guys want to move out. Like they want to be independent. They want to have their own bachelor pad. So mm. it's kind of like, it's easier, not easier for them to move out, but the incentive to move out is a lot more than I would say with a female. That's my opinion from what I've seen. Not saying that mm. that's straight facts, but obviously that's, also, mm, yeah. I'm going to say it I as think... well. Oh, no, Sharon, you go. No, I was going to say, just on that, I think that would have been my... Like, I think I would have been more inclined to move out if the nature of my job didn't mean I have to travel so much anyway. Yeah. So when I was thinking about moving out, I was like, why am I going to go and pay rent? There mm. was really no point for me to do that because if I'm on clients like four days in the week and I have to like stay in hotels and stuff, then I'm basically just paying for a property that I'm not even living in um, mm. so it's just an extra cost when it doesn't need to be one but then when you're saying moving out though i'm assuming that you're not you're not talking about buying because what we're talking about is buying that's renting do you know what i mean yeah but that's so, what i'm saying like i would rather buy a property and someone else live there than buy a property and then i live there but then i'm staying in hotels do you get what i mean no but I'm, I know, but I'm talking about are you talking about just like later on you're not talking about immediately after like like I'm right now immediate- no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, later on, regardless, like I, I would want to do that, but I'm saying immediately that was not really on my agenda. Like, I wasn't like, okay, I'm back from uni now. I need to move out straight away. Okay, so are there some people that literally come back from uni and buy yeah. a property, buy a pro- not parenting? Buy yeah, a property I have colleagues away. that have done that. There's one girl who's on my on the same grad scheme as me, and she bought her property last year, and she started the grad scheme in September. In, okay, but uh, not London. Question. Yeah, I was gonna say because. <laughs> I don't know anybody in London who'd be doing that unless it's their parents' house. Well, actually, I have, yeah, that I think my other colleague that's done the same, he bought a house near Paddington in Melbourne, Mal- yeah. Mal- 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 yeah. um, with his girlfriend. And he told me how much it was. What was it? I want to say like three quarters of a million, you know, and it was a 750 watts yeah and i think it was max two bed i'm even starting oh, to think that me, it was one me. Uh, and i think he even one. said to me <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you he was like and it was even quite a good price i said what huh? well, know, this one anyway watch. this one he didn't use any of his grad scheme it was definitely something from before there was no, oh, no way well the thing i don't really know to be fair but i i think that his parents definitely helped because when I asked what his his girlfriend do, it didn't immediately strike me as high, yeah, earning job. So that deposit I mean, must have been that deposit either was must have been stupid. Serious. Yeah, it must have been like over half the half the amount because I don't know how they mm. would even fork out the rest with their salaries. But mm. anyways, yeah, like, I think just in terms of what you're asking, Tammy, I just think that you know i i see the importance of buying a property and the things that it can do for you but at such a young age other than like investment things i mean there are other ways you can save money um at like that at this age basically um and i don't think property is not always the right thing to kind of jump into unless you're like really educated on it and you really understand how you can make money from it because a lot of the people that actually do make money from it is uh, you need to know whether you are you going to change like the property into like a multiple occupancy thing or are you going to rent it out or are you going to flip it I think with this girl that wasn't even her agenda I don't think her agenda was to I don't think it was an investment thing I think it was just to get on the property ladder because if I remember correctly in her video um it's not one of those buy to let 
houses. I don't think she can lay it out. I think it's no. I think it's just for okay. Yeah. So maybe Tammy, if you, if you give us more information, then maybe it, I don't know. Okay, so basically, well, the girl's name is Harley Reid, okay. and basically she got a flat in London, and um, two bedroom, two bathroom. Uh, she got it with her help to buy. It was Greater London. Yeah, well, so it's oh, London Greater London. Yeah, mm. so I think it's probably around like. Probably like Romford probably Fawn Church kind of area, mm. Romford that mm. that kind of um that kind of area um mm. zone but, six she said I think oh was it zone six yeah she said that she used to live in zone two now she lives in zone six so okay. right, like, on the, right on the edge probably like um Upminster then. Um, no, Upminster. Upminster. No, not no that's six. not Havering. I think um, it'd be probably around Romford. It would be yeah. Romford. Yeah. Romford. Um, right. yeah. Howard Hill area, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she basically just said that for her, for, in order for her to buy that property, she had to basically do two years worth of money managing. So that meant that she couldn't go out. She missed her friend's birthdays, things like that. Two years of it. <laughs> two years, yeah, two years. Every so, friend's birthday. So every friend's birthday. No, stop it. Not every friend's birthday. Well, she I said, really don't know, but she said that she her said, friend's birthday. She said in her video. She said in her video, like, "Oh, don't worry, your friends are gonna understand." And I'm like, okay, am I really gonna understand? Because uh, uh... am I really gonna know? But at the end of the day, of course, it's good for someone to save and buy a property but imagine everyone's doing that you'll be at the you'll be out <laughs> and then but then when it's time you'll be telling people to come for your housewarming but no 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 me too i'm saving for <laughs> <laughs> Oi, I'm me too i'm saving for my i'm doing my own money management for two years so i can't come to your housewoman i'm sorry oh no but God. at the end of the day for I'm me sorry, i couldn't do that you know everybody would be like snapping and i'll be just exactly, I'm my one pound exactly one pound ten, mm-hmm. one pound and for me, mm. for me i'm a moment's person i like people to be there in the moment i like mm. creating memories two years even though that's not a long time in the spectrum of mm. years and like it's still a long time at a young it's age. still a long time that's but then also two years thing... of money management that's actually quite good you know for her to is that how long it took her to no, get her deposit and everything no because when i i remember looking at the video briefly and she basically said that was actually where she was like properly disciplined but she said no i, I need you guys to do what she oh, said, yeah, she said every years. single like no every single birthday money she got since she was younger she stored it is away that what she said? yes yeah she said she's literally she's not spent any money that she was gifted the 50 pounds my uncle sure? gave me yes the 50 pounds my uncle gave me when i was three have i seen it <laughs> no come and tell me have i seen it no she said literally i have literally kept because someone i remember looking at the comments i scrolled down and someone said okay so how long did it take you and she said i've been saving money since i was born and i literally put my money away every single time but then when it came to the being proper proper serious she said something along the line she was putting around 400 to 500 pounds a month aside Wow. And I think that's Good so mad. I think that's so, so mad. Like, not the yeah. 400 to 500 pound, whatever, mm. but just the fact that, like, it's literally been since. That is just her. Like, that's her. Yeah, lifestyle. that is her. She did it's say It's not though. even a thing. So for her, it's not like, okay, now, well, I guess, like she said, those two years have been super disciplined, but she's mm. always been disciplined. So yeah. it's just doesn't go out. And I think. Yeah, I think for me, like, I just couldn't, like, obviously, she's happy to do that, which mm. is great. But I think for me, like, I just wouldn't be able to be that, like, and I with think, my money. Mm. I think it all, I think it also comes with 
because she said that oh um she had a financial advisor like and people were saying like oh they don't teach you all of these things in schools like they don't teach you how to save and things like that mm. and to be able to come into property ladder but I think it really starts within your home because for her to be able to save money when she was since she was born or since she was young it means that her parents her parents because either her parents had an account for her when she was born and mm. all the money that she gave because I'm not gonna lie at five years old I'm not thinking oh I need to save money in order for me to buy a house by I'm 25 that's of not I'm, think, I'm thinking no I want to go and buy that toy in Toys R Us like mm-hmm. so obviously <laughs> it comes with maybe the household that she was um brought up in or mm-hmm. how she was lived like and that's something that I would definitely when I have children would definitely like install, do definitely install do. install into them from a young age because definitely a lot of as you said I don't know if you I can't remember if you touched up on this but like in like in terms of like black people's houses and like African houses like not a lot of people are on the property ladder as if mm. we're comparing it to white people or Asian people mm. and I think that goes in with because a lot of um, people's parents migrated to this country their first thought of mm. instinct was. I need to get quick money or I need to be able to get my education and stuff so that I can provide for my family. Not in the mindset that I need to provide for my family, but then I also need to set up my children's future as well, like Mm. to take that into consideration. Like I need to put money aside, maybe that it can help them to buy their first house. Because obviously, especially with the kind of school that, I don't know about you guys, but the kind of school that I went to, like, a lot of people's parents would be like, oh, yeah, we, I gave my, my dad's saving for me. When I turn 18, he's going to give me the money so I can start my own business, so I can buy my own house and things like that. But not that it's not common within the black community, but you don't, really hear, you don't really hear things like that. Like, especially in the UK, like you don't really hear like, oh, my parents have been saving since the day I was born. They've been putting money aside for me. I think it d- depends. Like my parents definitely did that, yeah. and then they gave yeah. me that money when I was eighteen, yeah. um, and that kind of was what went like straight into my ISA. But I think, yeah, it does depend. I wonder as well. I don't know if this is strictly true. This is me kind of just guessing that. Um, I think maybe a, a reason for that as well is that I think the migration of Black people into this country might have come a lot later than Asians, for example. Like I said, I'm not mm. sure if that's strictly true, but I'm not sure like if we were to compare the diaspora of black people to like Asian people, like what that would look like. Yeah. And if that would have like kind of any impact on property and stuff like that. Mm. But I was yeah. actually going to say that I disagree with what Tammy said, actually, because I actually do think that as black people, when they come into the country, I believe their mindset is to save because that's the only, they need to save to be able to survive. No, but um, my point wasn't, my point wasn't that they weren't needing to save because I've spoken to a lot of people who's maybe like their first like a lot of people's when people came to this country their thing was oh I need to get a house or I need to get a council house or something like that in order to Mm. to be able to live comfortably in and then maybe think about buying a house because a lot of people like my ex his his parents the house the house that they're living in now they didn't they they, they're not buying it they're renting it and Mm. I'm just going, I'm not saying that obviously black people don't buy um, buy houses or own houses. They definitely do. But in a lot of instances, like the first thing in their mind wasn't, okay, like I need to do property. Like I need to go on the property thing. Like right now, as soon as I get into the country, as soon as I get a good job, maybe I finish my master's, finish my uni. I need to save when I get that job to be able to buy a house. Like the whole thing was like, 
they needed to rent, if that makes sense. Mm, but I, I disagree. No, I still disagree, just... though, because what I'm trying to say is that yeah. actually what their mindset was is I need to save, I need to save. But the the, the, the mm. issue is they just lack the knowledge as to what to do with the savings. When you actually look at a lot of black households, actually, they do have, not say they have substantial, but they do have money in the bank like they do have mm. some sort of money in the bank that they've mm-hmm. saved mm-hmm. like whether it's small or big that doesn't matter but they've they've always had something looming in the background do you know what i mean mm. but yeah. a lot of them didn't invest at the right time mm-hmm. they didn't invest in the right things and that's why not they're not able to see properly you know how much their their money could have grown do you know exactly. what i mean so yeah. what's important to remember as well that like when you first come into the country you can't get onto the property ladder like that like yeah, you don't have yeah, a credit score yeah. like you don't have a credit rating yeah no one's gonna lend you the money anyway so actually the f- in the first instance I'm trying what to do save money did mm. is save money and also try and get a council flat that yeah. you can then later yeah. on buy which is but exactly then even that parents. buying thing yeah. I'm telling you now a lot of people did not buy so I know uh, for yeah. example with that's with, what... with, with, with our parents they did go ahead and make that option and, and bought it but at that time a lot of people didn't they didn't, they saw yeah. what my what I'm trying to say is that they will have the money but they they'll have the money saved but they won't want to, to part with it because obviously think... you see that money go when you buy it they ask you okay now you can buy this for like this so-and-so amount put down like 7k or put down 8k and then mortgage the rest that's what they did at those times but obviously if you're in your account now and and you see ten thousand pounds or something and then someone's telling you to put down eight thousand pounds or something that you don't necessarily need to buy let's say like in terms of like you're you're still managing in terms of rent and you just want to see your savings grow if you lack the knowledge just to understand how the appreciation of the value can basically give you so much more properties if you don't understand that you're going to be thinking why on earth am I going to part with this so and so money when mm. it's not going to change my living circumstances because you're still going to live in the same damn house you're paying for do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so I think it's genuinely just that lack of education that basically I hinders think, a lot of yeah. parents yeah. I think so because yeah, I, I think so. that's what my dad said as well that like when he first came and stuff like a lot of like Nigerians or at least his friends and stuff were all living in council houses yeah. and mm, then yeah, yeah. they had the scheme where the council was allowing you to buy the flat yeah. and a lot of people just didn't do that yeah. and then now my dad was saying that a lot of his friends that didn't do that were like oh we wish we had of done course, that like 20 years course, ago yes. when we had done yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's why I'm saying like I think it comes down to like the household that you were that you're that you're in and it's very like for us we're quite privileged and lucky that our parents have got properties or more than one property so mm. they're able to tell us like oh you need to start saving this is what you, need, what you do, need to yeah. do like things like that because obviously my parents have property here they have properties in Nigeria so even if I wanted to move to if I wanted to stay here if I wanted to go and live in Nigeria like I have knowledge I have some some people that I'm able to go be like oh how do I go about this how how much do I have to save for this mm. things like that so I'm very very grateful to have people like my parents mm. able to tell me what to do and what not to do with this whole um buying this whole house. buying a house thing mm. Mm. but yeah like as much as we we're talking about buying a house like just like just going back to that that video um and the fact that she was basically saying in terms of just not just the birthday meals but like she basically was just like the way she she portrayed herself in my opinion because she's obviously giving advice so she's not just talking about just herself she's saying like you need to do this or you need to do that mm. i don't know man it was just a lot and just like i mentioned you know i think it just depends on whether you want to see it as like an investment thing whether you need to get out it depends on your circumstances mm. but boy mm. I can't I can't come and kill myself for a house, bruv. I can't lie to you. Like I yeah. really can't. Yeah, definitely. And what was I think, yeah. 
I was just going to say, I think it definitely depends on the type of person that you are. Like, for her, that was obviously a goal that she's had for ages. Mm. She's kind of keeping all that money that uncle and auntie gave her when she was at five, six and seven. But when she was kind of talking about all the different things that you have to have cash as well, Mm. I was thinking, sis, you're not going to another few birthday meals for about two years either. Mm. Because, like, obviously you have to have some of that stuff cash already Mm. before you move in. But then there's some of those payments that, you have to like provide after yeah or like by the end of the year and stuff and then you have to pay like all of your bills and stuff honestly when she was listening all those yeah. things I was just like I can't even keep up because what, what I was gonna say is that you know when like sometimes you see on social media they'll be like oh I bought my first house at 21 or oh I bought my first house at 25 like it like people make it seem like it's so easy mm-hmm. to just be forking out money just mm-hmm. to buy a house but even in the video she basically broke down all of the things that she basically had to um basically had to have in order to buy that. So obviously she needed a deposit and the deposit normally ranges between five and fifteen percent of the um actual like the actual price of the whole price of, of the property. whole house. And this is mm. for first time buyers. And then I also read that in NatWest, they've not no not NatWest, nationwide, that they even saying like for first time buyers that like, you don't even you need fifteen percent now. Like mm. it's not even that, so you even need more money than what it was before. She was talking about solicitors, and seventy five percent of that has to come from your income. Yeah. You're not allowed to be a loan from your parents, yeah. which I think example. is so crazy. Which is what we're just trying to talk about now in terms of the fact that, like, the education stuff. Okay, so your parents have done the education now; they've set up things for their children, and you can't even now mm. use the thing to uh, to better you yourself. So then, what is the point? Like, do you know what I mean? This is actually mad. You know, it's crazy. But sorry, yeah, continue. and the fact that they even brought that out in the time of coronavirus it's just this like, is the thing it's like do you want like, you don't you know mercy no whatsoever, mercy whatsoever so yeah in terms of like you need a deposit for, especially for first-time buyers mm. five to fifteen percent solicitor's fees she said that she paid like one thousand four hundred mm. in solic- solicitor fees that's even Those... low i can't lie to you i've seen uh, most people that i know yeah, pay about yeah three that to was four. a really good most time. people pay think... three to four k yeah and i think that's obviously because of like the location that she's in and then mm. obviously she was buying a, a a two-bed flat as opposed to like uh, a, a whole house, house and things mm. like that mm. she had to pay a mortgage fee her mortgage fee was 999 pounds mm. she had to pay um like the ground rent which was two mm. 230 pounds and i think that's like because she doesn't own she owns the flat the but she doesn't own the land the, that yeah that the flat yeah in. leasehold when she said that you know i was like i have never like obviously that must be such a common thing but i was like I've never heard of that. Oh in my yeah, life. That, yeah. Like, yeah. Basically, every single you house. buy the the house, yeah. but the ground. No, it's not a house. The land that it's it was, a flat. So, so sorry, flat. You, that's what I meant. Like you buy the flat, yeah. but the the land that the flat is built on, you don't, you own. don't own. Yeah, that. because you have to be basically, yeah, basically, what that means is that you can't make any changes to the flat because obviously it's a flat. Do you know what I mean? So you can't expand your property in any way. Yeah, so yeah. it's basically a leasehold. But when you buy a property or like a sorry, like a house, it's a freehold. So that means that you're you own the land, therefore you can expand in that land. Obviously, if you get permit permits and stuff like that, because even some mm. houses you need to have a um you need permit. yeah, you need to have a permit for it. Um but I think they actually said they want to actually get rid of the permits, I think in the next couple of years and basically make it free for anybody to have a loft conversion and add two bedrooms to a house. I think oh. that's what they've said. Don't misquote me, but I know for a fact that there's some of their considering but yeah no that's a known thing that's that's basically like known kind of um housing oh. things are just yeah like... and then also with the flat as well you need to um pay service charge as well 
Yeah. She said that she paid one thousand four hundred for that, and then she also pays council tax, which is one hundred annually as well, isn't it? Yeah. What the service charge? Yeah. 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 So every yeah, year yeah. she has to pay that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's because it's a flat, and yeah. then obviously the council tax, which is one hundred and seventy-eight pounds. So, ooh, what she said there, <laughs> and it came up to four thousand two hundred and seven pounds. That's even without the deposit. Of the deposit. Exactly. Yeah, that's even without the deposit because obviously she didn't disclose. Mm. And what she her didn't, of course, was. include any bills. Yeah. Any yeah. furniture that she's gonna need to buy. Yeah. She the didn't moving, include any of that stuff. Yeah, the moving in equipment. The moving van. The moving van. I'm telling you. It's exactly. not. That's why I'm saying that she literally is not going for a birthday nose for a while because all that money that she's gonna have then saved. But I'm thinking she, that I don't know. I, I, I don't know who nobody well anyway i don't know about you guys but i mean nobody really looks at a property and then thinks they only need 10 percent of it i mean most people nowadays know that when you have a house you yeah, add on now. like an amount so i'm guessing when she was saving up she already had like okay let's say i'm gonna save 30k 20k would be for deposit 10k for fees that's what i'm guessing so i'm guessing that she would have, she's already got the money in check or you would yeah. need to show that you have that money ready i because... think i think that's now though yeah. because a lot of people are being a lot more open in what what they're paying what, what, what they're paying and what yeah. it entails to buy a property because i know three or four years ago i didn't know nothing about no stamp duty mm. no no solicitor fees like i didn't know about any mortgage mm. fee what, what how can you be paying mortgage fee is it not the mortgage what's the mortgage fee like, she was even you, lucky that she didn't even have to pay stamp duty exactly mm. exactly so i think nowadays like it's a lot more open about what actually you need to actually have mm. it's not just about having the five percent deposit is you need to have like double or even triple mm. of the money that you think that you need to have so mm. i think people need to be very educated on how much money they actually need and be very aware about the kind of burden of the cost of how much mm. buying a house really is so mm. anyone that does buy a house really early like I do feel like wow, that that's actually a big it is a, a massive really, achievement really thing. definitely I, I yeah. don't look down on her I was going to say that that's something that we don't want to have to yeah like we're not saying that like she shouldn't have done that or why did she do that it's so amazing that she's done that but I think it's just not everyone's going to be able to or want to and it's and not I a think crime sometimes... to not sorry I was going to say it's not a crime to not want to buy property because i feel like nowadays yeah people now look down on you if, if you're yeah, still living in, if you're still living in your home at 26 or like for example people might say oh why are you buying a car when you haven't got a house do you know what i mean so i feel like people mm. also put that house thing on a pedestal it's like mate do you know the amount of costs that are associated with a house how can you say that Not someone can't even that. buy a car like a car that they're probably you know got on finance has cost them what 200 pound a month you want to compare that to something where they need to save thousands and thousands of pounds do you know what i mean to be able to make that initial purchase and think about mm-hmm. the wahala yeah. that comes with maintaining a house as well like especially if they want to do it like an, as Some an investment break now you've Mate, got to find the money asap that's what i'm trying it. to say let's say for example you, you are can't, you can't sorry yeah yeah, I was going to say, if the boiler's broken, it's not like you're going to sit there in the winter without exactly. heat. Like, you've got to find the money to fix the boiler. Exactly. And there's yeah. one... and I think as well, social media will have you thinking that everybody's buying their houses, like, before 25. But I did a bit of research today, and actually the average age, well, this was based on, like, last year's financial report, that the average age of first-time buyers has risen from 31 to 33. And I yeah. was like, so on average, people are actually buying their houses at 33. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I think it also has something to do with how much people are earning because yeah it's really Mm, like like okay like a lot of people okay let's even talk about like people that have graduated from uni like the average grad scheme you're probably getting like what 
22 to 24k maybe mm-hmm. like 25 max yeah on like and that's like not on all grad schemes because obviously there are really good grad schemes but mm. if we're talking about averagely that's what average people are gonna get yeah and i read mm. I, I read some things that like um like the salary you need in london mm. in london's cheapest boroughs this is the kind of salary that you need your household income for you, for you to live in Barking and Dagenham, your household income needs to be sixty six thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds. Can you imagine? And the average house, <laughs> the average house price for first time buyers is three hundred and three hundred thousand pounds. And the most common property for first time buyers is a two bedroom flat, and that's in one of the 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 cheapest London boroughs. That's Barking and Dagenham. Exactly. And there was one video that was out and said, like, okay, cool. If you have the average salary and you want to buy a property in like the average kind of location, it doesn't even lo- it doesn't even match up. So it doesn't match. What's even what's gonna happen there? Nah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? How does that match. even work? It's crazy, which is why, you know, and also what I think is really important is that a lot of people don't are not fully forthcoming. I'm not I'm not saying you owe anyone. You really don't owe anyone, you know, any kind of detailed explanation as to how you acquired your property you don't but i do feel like some people can be a little bit misleading where they will say oh yeah like i've done this and then not maybe disclose and they do like a video about it but they're not fully disclosed that actually they their deposit came from their parents or like the equity came from their parents Mm. or something along those lines because you know Mm. that sort of thing is what kind of i believe feeds into a lot of people's minds they're like oh but this person was able to do it why can't i they look at their financial Mm. things they're like oh i don't really see it happening like Mm -hmm. how they do this so i think like you know as much as you don't owe anyone stuff if you are gonna be talking about it i think you need to be as transparent as you can Mm. yeah Yeah. because don't omit information because i think that's when people start to think like on my days like i need to have a property by the time i'm 25 Mm. otherwise i failed at something Mm. when Mm. if i'm telling you're saying that the average property average property in barking and dagenham is 300k and nationwide are saying that you need a 15 um 15% 15% deposit which Mate, is 45,000 pounds yeah if Cash. you get 45k as a starting salary you're, you're lucky laughing. that's a good yeah you're, that's a good salary and even then you'd need to that's basically your whole salary gone on the mm. deposit so what you're not going to eat you're not going to go out you're not going to do you know what I mean exactly. and like 75% of that deposit needs to come from you it's not even like your parents can be like okay we'll help you out a little bit mm. like it's just yeah, man. Yeah. Nationwide are moving very, very mad with that one. <laughs> They're moving yeah. mad with that one. I also wanted to touch on the bondage that people have with living in London. Like, Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it, man. I'm not even going to lie. Let's talk about it. Because I will see things, like, on social media, like, oh, I can never live, I can never live outside London. Like, oh, the reason why your child is acting like this is because they don't live in London. Like, as Move, if London, man. as if London is the capital of the whole world. Like, every Everything has to be in London. And the thing is, I'm sorry to say, but London is one of the worst places that I, not that I could live, but I couldn't imagine myself living in London. Obviously, we all live in Essex. So obviously, Mm. we see, we see, we see, we see, yeah, we're slightly biased, but at the same time, at least we've had experiences with living in London. Like, at least we Mm. know how it is, or we've been Mm. around people that live in London. You work in London, you see how London is. Like, do you feel like, if you were to have a family, you're married, would you could you see yourself living in London? I couldn't, you know. No, I'm def I've always said I would I would never live in London like that. I mean, yeah. the only time that I would possibly live in London is if I'm like filthy rich and I wanna stay in like a penthouse. I wanna own a mm. penthouse apartment yeah. just for me to be yeah. able to chill in. Other yeah. than that, I don't see myself living in London because 
I guess, you know, from where we live in Essex as well, there are very, very good transport links direct into London. Mm, Basically, the time that I spend to get to work is what some people who live in London spend to get into work as well. Um, The traffic, you know, I just love, I love the tranquility that comes with living in the area Mm -hmm. that I live in. You know, that's just me personally. Some people like to be in the right in the heat of things for example they step out their door in Shoreditch and they're surrounded by clubs do you know what I mean like that's good on you um but for me yeah. personally <laughs> it's just not where I would want to raise my family um yeah hell no I think that's me as well like I don't want to come out my front front door and the cars almost hit me like personally I like living in my cul-de-sac it's nice <laughs> and quiet mm. <laughs> but I think that's that's I don't know I, I like going into London but I like having the option of coming back home where yeah. it's like yeah. It's a lot quieter. Like, yeah. personally for me, I don't think I can live in London because of obviously everything you've just mentioned. And plus, it's so expensive anyway. Like, mm. how on earth? Like, I feel like what you would get for a two bed flat in London, you can get a four bedroom house. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, definitely. Two bathrooms, yeah. three toilets, garage drive. Okay. And that's the same thing me, in Essex. And that brings me to my next point. Here we go. So, I was looking on Right Move today. And I, I did, did like a little serious research. I, research. I, came with the, I came with the facts because, you know, when you have facts and figures, people, you know, appreciate, you know, what you're saying. We don't want any Wahala now. We don't want any Wahala now saying, you do your research. You guys are bad. No, but it's true. It's true, though, because apparently we don't fact check. So here are the facts here today. Period. What I did, you might I as well do that Harvard referencing as well after your film. <laughs> Don't <laughs> cue, cue the music. Let's go. <laughs> so, I basically, what I did, I did an average um, search on houses in three different areas. So, I did it in London, well, East London, Essex, and Manchester. And they're all three, three bedroom houses. They're not okay. like flats or anything, mm. three bedroom houses. Okay. So, mm. let's start off with the fan favorite, East London. Mm. so this is the place that everybody seems to want to live in london okay mm. three bedroom house this is a terraced house so if you're brushing your teeth you might hear your oh next door neighbor brushing... <laughs> wait Tammy. you you're might hear your ne- you might hear your next door neighbor brushing his teeth as well so you <laughs> two will be doing Tammy, you're actually jarring Tammy, you're mocking <laughs> you two will be doing Battle of the Brushes. No, Tammy, on a serious note there, let's do it again because that's going to cause what hell. I ain't got time for that shit. I have not got time for that shit. I'm telling you now, I do not have time for that. No, can she So, coming in at the top, <laughs> the fan favourite, East London. Three-bedroom house, terrace house. So, you know what that means? That's £540,000. You get one bedroom. No, three Wait, bedrooms. One bedroom. Three bedrooms, one bathroom. <laughs> three bedrooms, one bathroom. So second is Essex. This is a detached house. Uh, three bedroom house coming in at four hundred and twenty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety five pounds. With that, you get an open plan kitchen slash dining area, ensuite bathroom, downstairs toilet, and a garage. We're now moving into Manchester. Hey, this house in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> if you have money. Shout hallelujah. <laughs> I can't even say I can't even say hallelujah fully. Just hallelujah. Hallelujah. So yeah, in Manchester, three bedroom house, five hundred and thirty-five thousand pounds, cheaper than the London one, if I may say. Mm. Two living rooms. Two, not one, two. Mm. There's a gym. There's a gallery. I don't even know what gallery. What was gallery? Don't kill me. Anybody know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? 
In like, someone's house now. In someone's house, gallery. You said one that's... F. Do you need a gallery for? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't want F. So <laughs> obviously, it has an ensuite, two bathrooms, and a double garage. Yeah, and that's the end of my TED talk. Don't kill so me. Just judging by from what I've just said, like obviously location is very important because obviously with me, I want to be close to my family. I don't want to be too far away that I don't see my family or see a lot of my friends because my auntie lives in Surrey. Even though that's not a long way away, we still don't see her that often compared mm. to my family that do live in Essex. So location is very important but at the same time i need peace of mind i can't be living in london i'm sorry i can't mm. be as you said i can't be jumping out of um, my house and being greeted with a bus like i just so, sorry i can't do that i don't I can't. kill me I can't. but you know what i was when i was having this conversation with someone else um they were kind of stressing on to me that like they don't see like they don't see the need for like loads of space and i guess it comes down to a preference no 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 no, no, no. they actually said they don't they don't see the need for lots of not a lot of space let me explain to you so the houses they were showing me were a lot more expensive but you know like with people that live in london or certain people their their taste is very different like for example you know how those really expensive homes are in london where it's like one point something million and it's like those white streets in like chelsea or kesington where like from the outside it looks really really small but inside it's dumb like it's actually big um and like it stretches to the back i don't know what they have what those houses are called but anyway those houses are like serious serious value in them and they're also very expensive um they were saying that that's their kind of style where they like from the front you can't really how much see anything there? that one for example so that we were looking at a property together it's going and... into the millions please no 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 that one was million but he was giving me an example because he was showing me where his manager lived and i think <clears> the value of that house was something along the lines of like let's say like seven hundred fifty thousand to like eight hundred thousand and it was a one bedroom wasn't it no it wasn't a one bedroom no it wasn't a one bedroom no it was a three bed um but it was just like that three bed that you got was it just looked so tight like it was literally like from the outside you would it was obviously like it was a terrace but obviously you know how it is in london it's very different like that white those white kind of views that you get in kesington um but then oh, when no. you when you step inside it's crazy do you remember that um apartment i don't want to say the person's name on the pod but you know that apartment party we went to um the guy that went to your uni sharon loughborough um and it was oh, like yeah. that part and you think about the house on the outside like the house on the outside just looks so calm like it's nothing but mm-hmm. obviously when you step in it's like four floors a cinema room bedroom so it depends on the style that you want those are people actually do prefer that style where from the outside you can't see too much so it doesn't seem too no. glamorous oh, no, that's no. just their yeah, but no but to be honest see- i do get it and those houses are nice but i just think if you collect that money you put in essex from you're getting a gated house like you're getting yeah because the parking on that road was actually kind of difficult like it was kind of hard to find parking there Mm. and I think stuff like that is important what happens when okay so that house was like a four floor house right I don't I can't remember how many bedrooms it was but it'd be suitable for a family of probably like five or six yeah I'm thinking okay so where are you parking your cars okay maybe you might not need cars to be fair if you live in london but no I don't know no I I think I honestly think I honestly think that it's just because we're different like I'm not saying that what I'm not saying what we're saying is wrong. Like, it's fine. But I think it's really important to understand that people have just different tastes. Like, even when yeah, people say, I'm, like, no, I'm just like... No, I don't mm. think... I don't... I, honestly, I don't... I strongly believe it's not about taste. It's not. Because, let me tell you something. These people that are saying, oh, it's all about taste, yeah. They'll be posting little baby's house on their snap saying, oh, my God, I love this house. Or they'll be posting future's house saying, oh, my God, it's got so much space. I want to live in a house like this. But you're telling me that they want to live in a cramped house in... um. 
in central London. I, I don't think, think because I don't, they've only lived in London, that's it's what kind it of is. difficult they have a to like. I think they have, they literally have a bondage with London and they just say that they can't live anywhere else because they have this fear that, oh, because a lot of people, because I see on, I see on the timeline a lot of people saying that if you don't live in London, if you don't live in London, like you don't even matter or something like that. Like basically trying to insinuate like <laughs> only people in L- London matter, like London lives matter. Like I don't understand. Like why, why do you have such a bondage with London? Like there's actually life I outside think London. Because we were a- introduced to Essex quite early on. Like when I moved to Essex, I was eight. Um, so honestly, I had no choice in the matter like I just my parents were moving we're moving and I think because we were we introduced it quite early on we are able to see life outside of outside of London but I think for people who have only lived in London where for them to get to wherever they need to get to like there's one bus that takes them straight there um and and then they have to come to like when people were coming to my um my graduation party bruv when I tell you I still haven't heard the end of those jokes you know Sharon, all my days, I take cross country train. I've seen grass, cows, horses, da da da. Because for them, it's like they never really have to like go that far. So it's like this is actually a bop. And to be fair, transport for us, for me anyway, to get to work is very expensive. So I understand why people would want to live in London. But I just think like, don't you want peace? That's I don't it. want to be hearing cars when I'm trying to sleep. Honestly, that's what it is. Like, how can you not want like obviously? Be, maybe because people are young and things like that. But honestly, once I bear my first child, I am sorry. I don't want to be waking up in the middle of the night. The baby is crying. I'm hearing, oh, everybody on the two, three, four bus, please board now. Like, I don't want to hear that from the outside of my window. I want to hear nothing. I want it to be like, my dad always says, like, some, even though maybe he wished that he didn't move so far out from London but obviously mm. we moved this far because of the school that I went to and everything like mm. he, he maybe he wishes he didn't move this far out but mm. at the end of the day like he just likes driving home parking his car coming into the door sitting down and just being at peace it's one thing I will say is that something that I think London has over like Essex or whatever is that the further you move out from London the harder it is for like if you're black especially to like find exactly what you need all the time like my mum still drives half an hour to go to the actually Tammy I don't know where your mum goes for me and stuff but if you could let us know that might be quite helpful my mum still drives (laughs) half (laughs) my mum still drives half an hour to go to that African shop to buy plantain and me and fish every week which is obviously like so long but because of where we live in Essex like there aren't that many black people around here so Uh, no 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 no. there's definitely something that you're missing out from yeah because because I can't lie to you that's not the case my mum still drives to like where we used to live yeah no your mum's no I won't lie to you that one your mum's you just don't know where it is yeah because obviously with me because my church is still in east london mm. we just normally just do the meat shopping on a sunday mm. after church so it's not mm. like so you but, still go into london for your meat but we don't really go into london for the meat it's just that it's convenient that my church is embarking and but my is mom... there is there but... meat close to where you live yeah, like plantain, South... plantain yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like my, my, my dad like goes to South End, buys plantain when he wants. But oh. obviously it's just my mum my mum does go back to Barking, but that's just because they know her there, that's just where she's always gone and that's just where she goes. And because we go to church on a Sunday, it's just so much easier just to yeah, fair buy, buy the meat then. Do you know that tweet that you sent in the um chat and on Twitter about that girl that was talking about Essex or living in London? I don't know. Yeah. What she, I don't. I don't really know what she was saying. But um, one thing is that 
there are that misconception as there's not a lot of black people. Let's not lie Bam. now. There is. Bam, there Let's is. not lie now. Let's there not is lie. Now. Before there you is. could be like, oh yeah, like there's not no bro. Yeah, twelve there years is. ago, ten or twelve years, ten to twelve years ago, yeah, when yeah. I first moved. When we first yeah. moved over here, yeah, cool, fair yeah, enough. Cool. But now but there now. is. And that's why there's loads of... That's why you're able to have, like... There's there's definitely going to be, like, a hair salon near you that treats African yeah, hair. There's yeah, going to be... There's going to be shops that sell plantain and stuff definitely. that near you. You just need to... I'm not going to lie. In this specific area that I live... Obviously, I don't want to say where it is. There actually aren't... No, like... I know for a fact that there's definitely somewhere <laughs> near Layden. It's not... It's not... There's somewere near Layden. Definitely. I remember yeah, but my I don't live there. there. I what I meant is, like, where I used to live, we could walk to the shop to buy the meat. Oh Whereas yeah, definitely. Now, that's different. Not oh yeah, yeah. Have to drive. Yeah, and yeah. that's just what which I'm I think saying. is what I was gonna say is that in terms of like Essex and just like living outside of London, one thing is that you know you do need to have a car to move around. Which I yeah, guess yeah. some people for us, you know, for us it's okay, like it's cool. But you know, for other people, buying a car is not cheap. Buying a good car that maintains as well as you're going up and down as well is not cheap. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So when people are like, oh yeah, like obviously, for example, when I travel, like, I'm like, oh yeah, what, 40 minutes in the car? Oh yeah, that's really, really quick. People are like, 40 minutes in the car is quick for you. And I'm just like, that literally is like a, like literally a bop sometimes. Yeah, that's, I mean, depending that's on what I'm so going quick. to do, depending on what I'm going to do, obviously, if I'm going to go down to just a corner shop, 40 minutes is long. But do you know what I mean? It depends on what you're trying to do. But for me, yeah. 40 minutes to meet you or something is not the end of the world. So I think it all just depends on your perspective and what you're used to, which is why. I just mm. say that even though I say people in London are like oh my god like I don't I, for example I would never want to live there but I can understand why somebody who has spent all their life in London at this wouldn't now at move, this, especially yeah. now at this age wouldn't want to move out and you know is working in London everything is surrounded by them because even when we were in London the other weekend and I was just like oh my god imagine if we literally could just like take one like one quick bop to our houses for example and then like mm. just you know there's so much to do in London that I can understand now, especially like as we're going yeah. there to like um turn up and stuff like that. I always go to London every single time. Like I rarely ever go out in Essex, which I'm trying to change anyway. Mm. But I do go out in London basically all the time. So I can I That's think about- what we were saying the other day because for us to get into London, like money has to be spent. And like it's not like well, for me anyway, it's not small money, yeah. it's like a substantial amount of money yeah. just to get into London. Yeah. So that's why we were like, hold on, why are we always coming to London just to eat? Like we actually need to find restaurants around where we live. Yeah. But I think for people who already live there and their friends kind of, are living it's, there, it's, everything is it's bigger there. than it's bigger than just like saving money in like one area. Like they're going to need a car. Their transport to work is going to be more expensive. Yeah. The petrol they're going to use is going to be more expensive. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, there's just, I think, I don't know, there's pros and cons. I think for me, the pros outweigh the cons, but for people who already are so used to like living in London, yeah. then they might have like the other yeah. kind of mm. perspective. Mm. Yeah. I do, I, I do like after what you guys have said, like I do, I do kind of get it, but, I just feel like if I was, I've always said that I could only live in London temporarily. Like I couldn't spend the, yeah. the rest of my life mm. living in London. I couldn't raise a raise a family there. Like oh wait, I could, but I just wouldn't want to. Like it's not I, my it's preference. not my preference. Like in terms of like it being not that London isn't safe, but obviously mm. it Essex is a lot safer than London, and that's just down to, to an s- extent. To an ex- <laughs> yeah, to an extent, but mm. it's just. Like my area where I live is is really like it's really safe. Like it's really like mm. a small a small community of people. There isn't that that many people. The houses that I live in, like they're all detached. Like it's just like that whole aesthetic and everything about Essex. Mm. It, it's just more to me. It's just a bit more appealing than having to having to live in um in London. And obviously the houses think... here, the houses are bigger, a bit bigger as well. Like obviously you said that 
the house that you went to like it had like the cinema room and things like that but in terms of like actual like sizes of like the room oh yeah the land like and that, stuff yes the land and stuff like so mm. big you have like a garden and things like that like some of the houses here like some of the new built houses around my area like when i say that it's massive like but mm-hmm. like in london like you they'll be doing new builds but not like the way that they do new builds in like essex like mm. where you but can then have tammy a just like so i was gonna say just like tammy that's just like sharon mentioned though that cost to go into london ain't no joke though let's not let's be real because even just to mm. go into work now like sharon costs i think you said roughly around like 400 something pounds 500 500 pounds think about putting that mm-hmm. 500 pounds towards like a house like like i mean like you spend 500 pound more in london like i i i don't know why but i can see why people might have an issue just like you know for example i know it's so silly but like let's say for example i'm buying a dress and i see that postage and packaging is four pound that hurts me even though like in the grand scheme of things it's not that much but just seeing that oh my god like how can you spend that much on transport when i just spend one pound fifty on a bus and i get from a to b so that's why i just mm, think it's that is literally some of my friend's reality yeah. like she literally gets a bus one bus to work in fact they back. even walk it, that's they can it. even walk if they want to just yeah, and to... I was gonna say that she says that on good days she'll walk and she has a lovely view mm-hmm. <laughs> of <laughs> of the river and all that great stuff. Whereas for me to get to work, I get three trains, you know. And if I miss and that the time as well, train, oh my god, hey, I'm finished. Which is why I always try and get onto clients. Well, I, yeah, I do try. I'm not even trying and pretend like I don't. Mm. I try and get onto clients where like I don't have to travel have to stay in a hotel yeah. because then I, I eliminate my travel costs completely yeah. because that is such a huge amount of money. I was doing my budgeting today and I was just looking at it. I said, praise God, and I have to pay £500 I'm telling you, a it's a lot. £500 a month is actually so much, much money. That's a lot of money. That's and for somebody money. that's not been spending, imagine spending, what is that? Like you spend £3 a day on the bus. Yeah. yeah. Um, how much is that over a month? Like £90 or mm, something? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah, going from that. £90, which is optional because you could walk yeah. to, to £500. Mm. That's like and then also you're forgetting, just like we mentioned now in Essex, like you obviously, let's be real, to travel like easily in Essex as well, you would need a car. So not only are you transport, yeah, not only, um, like, for example, with me, not only am I paying for my transport to work, which let's say for me, for example, costs around four hundred something pounds a month. Yeah. But I'm also maintaining the car, which in itself is a wahala. Like if the car yeah. breaks down now, I can't move around the weekend. <laughs> it messes my flow. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so yeah. much of a cost. Like when I was exactly shy, when I was looking at my budgeting, like if I lived in London, I could at least I could basically rent with the money that I was putting in. When I think about oh, it, I could yeah. rent in London. So, yeah, you know, you just have to think about perspectives. You know, someone might think, oh, yeah, for example, my friend actually lived at home as well, like me. But then she moved into London and she was like, literally, like, I, it's not actually that much of a difference because the money I was spending on transport and on my car, she basically got rid of her car because she literally lives next to London Bridge now. She's basically mm. just trans- like goes by bus or by Uber, which literally is always so small with wherever she's going in London yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And she basically said that all the money I was using on transport, I'm basically using in my house i'm basically living in the in the central spot i'm enjoying my life there's no difference so yeah i think for me as well like even though like where i live in essex i like it like it's nice to i think this is a perfect area for like raising a family or whatever yeah. but i think for me like when i have my own family i'd like to live in like greater london so like hornchurch elm park area like mm. that for me is probably more ideal because even though that victoria um not victoria what's the other one district line is long to mm. get to 
into London, but it's just one train. Mm. Like it is just one train. And I think being in that zone stuff where you can actually utilize that oyster with the rail car. I was gonna say that I'm lucky. I feel like I'm because lucky for me, that I'm can... the last my stop is the last stop. So I basically get the same benefits in terms of using the oyster and everything up until my station. So I think that's why, like for me, when I look at it, I wouldn't go anywhere past my house. I I think like Gray's area and then inwards is like best places in terms of like the oyster and stuff like that. Mm. I guess like you guys. I, think... I guess you guys are looking at it from, like, I think a lot of people look at it, yeah, from like a work perspective and like a now. If I didn't work like in a, London, like a like a I now, actually because wouldn't... obviously, yeah. obviously, my dad, my dad works in Greater London, so literally, he only has to get one train from my house, like literally, mm. just one train, and he, he gets off, and that's his stop. So obviously, you guys looking at it from because you guys work in central london but if i was working in essex if i had the option to drive into oh, work yeah, yeah, it would be oh, yeah, honey it would be to- it would be totally ideal and a lot of people would even be saving money because the food for work would even be cheaper exactly yeah. and then the thing and, the, and also the thing is like with the whole living in london not live, like living in essex and stuff i'm looking at it from a point stance of not right now i'm looking at it in the next 10 years like i couldn't see myself i just couldn't see myself living in london like obviously mm. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm I've, not I pray you. that I get, I'm earning a lot of money that even things like the transportation cost or things like that, like it won't hurt me. It won't hurt me so much. It won't, it's <laughs> mm. not gonna, it's obviously gonna hurt me. Like 500 pounds a month on transport is a is that's a lot of money. But mm. it, I, I feel like when I get to that point, it won't be as bad as, yeah, yeah, as definitely. Like the, money, think... the money that I'll be getting from work, it even. <laughs> It'll even cover it ten times. So mm. that's what I'm talking about. Like. Amen. 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 Mm. So but I just, just kind of going go on. Sorry, I was just gonna bring it back to the whole property thing. Mm. Um, another thing that I was kind of looking at today was kind of the people who have bought houses like by twenty five, like what kind of houses were people buying? So I did a bit of research again, and there was this article written in 2017. I'm saying all these facts now so that people won't be coming for me mm. saying that, oh, this isn't true, this isn't true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So um, everyone that they put in this report was basically boyfriend and girlfriend. So like they were mm-hmm. able to combine their income. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. My dad is not letting me move into no house with no boyfriend. So <laughs> that, one or- <laughs> that one is already, that one is already a write-off, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, they were saying like because I was seeing their salaries and I was thinking hang on a minute how are these people able to afford these like how are they able Mm. to buy houses so early on so for example Mark and Laura Mark is age 23 he's a debt collector he earns 18 and a half a year 18 what (laughs) as in wait 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 wait. 18 what wait he earns what no 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 no, no, wait 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 I didn't hear the number 80 or 18 one eight one eight one eight no, 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 one no, 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 eight. No, no, no. They didn't buy. They didn't buy in a in an area we know. There's no way. Okay, let me continue. Eighteen. <laughs> Laura, when I saw that, you know, I almost I was like, where? <laughs> <laughs> okay, his partner Laura. Laura she's Laura. an accountant. She's on twenty k. Ah, cool. So they said. <laughs> that no, they no, 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 no. Can you repeat listen? again? Can you repeat again? Sorry. Okay. I'm going to go again. Mark Hepburn, if anybody wants to go on Instagram him, that's his name. Mm. Mark Hepburn, age 23, debt collector, <laughs> 18 and a half Jesus thousand pounds Christ. a year. He lives with his partner, Laura, um, who's age 25. She's an accountant, 20K a year. Jesus. They bought a three-bedroom, huh? semi-detached house eh? for, listen to the price, guys. <laughs> this is mm. some people's deposit. 
125,000 pounds. Oh, move, man. What house is... Move. So they bought in the area of Oldham, which is Greater Manchester, and they paid... They put 5% of their deposit down. 5%? 5%, yeah. Cool. Then, who's next? Let's see. Ruby and Sam. Hello, Ruby. Hello, Hello, Sam. Hello, Sam. Ruby is 22. She's a recruitment consultant on 19K. Ah, okay. On 19. (laughs) 19. Sam, yeah. They didn't even put his summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all the guys just living. <laughs> the guys just Enjoy, living. Enjoyment purposes. Enjoyment only. galore. Enjoyment minister. Anyway, he they bought a house for 182,200 pounds. They put 10% of their deposit down. Sorry. And they live. How much is the woman earning? <laughs> 19. 19 19 as in one nine one nine definitely the bank of mom and dad helping her out there next one so anyway um they put 10 percent down or whatever they lived in they live in havant hampshire eh? okay i've been to hampshire, hampshire before for a client meeting when i tell you that place is dead the desert i don't even know how else to describe mm-hmm. it so anyway basically i don't know i'm not going to read all of them because i don't know if you guys are fully interested but um Essentially, all of these places, I'd never really heard of them before. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know if I'd call this a privilege, but they're obviously lucky that they can live in those areas. If I live there, where am I actually finding meat? Where am I actually Mm. finding plantain? (laughs) Who's going to do my hair? Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, I actually can't be living in these areas. So, like, it was so great to hear that my colleague had obviously bought her house in Bristol. But I was like, even Bristol's actually all right, I think. Yeah, I could be wrong. mm, But um, not too bad. It's not too bad, but I'm just like, I'd be so far away from my family. Like, mm. I don't really have the option yeah. to go for these £125,000 houses. No, in, um, no. I, I which think, one was this one now? I think the furthest I'd probably go. But it probably, the thing is, yeah, the furthest I'd probably go is probably, like, Manchester. But, yeah. the thing, but the thing is, I'd literally go there for a couple of years, then come back. Like, there's no way I'm going to spend the rest of my life there. Mm. Most... I can't lie, you know. Manchester, Manchester I really though. like Manchester it. Yeah, yeah. My I... uncle lives in Manchester and... I don't even know if he'd want me to say that. But anyway, Sha. <laughs> my uncle lives in Manchester and the area that he... Well, the area that he lives in is, is Ultranum, so it's like mm, nice... a bit out. Mm, but mm. it's like... Manchester is basically London. The only thing I don't like about Manchester is the accent. I don't don't kill me. But other than that, I could actually live in Manchester. It's just that I'd be far away from like friends. Yeah, even like Manchester, Birmingham, like all these like hotspots. But let's not lie though, the prices of the properties there are increasing drastically because of the transport links that are happening. So you can't even, I mean, don't get me wrong, we can obviously compare them to London in the case that yes, they are a little bit cheaper, but their prices are increasing drastically. So in the next couple of years, who knows? It might be on the same, it might just be on the same level as London at this rate. We actually don't know. I don't think it can ever be on the same level as London because I think London's capital like it never yeah, will it be never, i think it could be, be close to it, no, it will, i, I feel like it will definitely be close especially because a lot of companies now are definitely trying to focus their recruitments and their hubs and setting them up in the midlands because it works out to be a lot cheaper um so like a lot of companies for that from that's something that i've heard from my company and a few others that you know they are trying to focus you know a bit more on just like moving out of london because london is expensive you know what i mean like bro it's not a joke yeah. But they'll always, mm. but they'll always. The thing about London, there's always going to be someone that can afford that thing. Do you feel what of I course. mean? Like, there's never going to be. It's never going to be like, oh, that person, like, this is too expensive for anyone to buy. There's always going to be that one, that one little person that is mm-hmm. able to, mm. that's able to afford all that stuff. So, mm. boy, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, just enjoy your life. If you can afford it, you can afford it. If not, ah. honestly, yeah, that's actually I mean, the response to that. Even that. Uh, home, 
the whole, the whole house thing. thing. Yeah, just if you can afford it, you can afford it. No, no, if you can't, you just continue. It is what it is. It is what it I is. mean, it's up to you whether you want to like sacrifice enjoyment, going out, going on holiday, all that stuff for like to buy a house. Like, if that's your calling, good for you. As for me, I'm not gonna lie, like I said, holidaying is a luxury I cannot live without. Mm. So, I mean if that means it takes me like six months longer to buy a house or a year long so be it because i'm not gonna lie you make money to spend it mm. so. and i was gonna say as well like one thing i was sorry one thing i was gonna say is that um just in terms of like income and just managing it just like i mentioned i put and i'm sure a lot of people do is just put away some of their income aside mm. but i think you know look for it's it's some facts is just simply if you can't afford it try to look for ways to increase you know increase your income you know it, people always say oh yeah cut back cut back but it's only so much you can cut back it gets to a point where mm. you have to find a way to increase your revenue and whether i'm not saying that now i'm not one of them people that should start saying go and get seven streams of income that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that it does get to a point where you can't just cut back to the point that you're not even living do you know what i mean like you're literally just mm. eating like you're, you're eating your imagination for dinner like, you can't be doing that you need to survive do you know what i mean so so I think that, you know, definitely consider other ways to kind of increase your income. It could be through like a side hustle. It could be through so many different other things. Just consider that. Um, and that'll be a way to kind of increase your income. And that's another way to earn, to get on the property ladder quicker, if that's the case. Yeah. So um, Money Expert says that 40% of working average Britons have less than £100 in savings. And I think the only thing I would say there is if you can save £2 a week, you will be above hey. average damn i guess wow so as well yeah that's like someone that said on twitter if you save 13 pounds 70 a day you love you love you tweet. love that tweet Tammy. i love yeah. love it Tammy. i love it i love that we tweet. must hear it in every episode if you, I'm save, telling you. If you save 13 pounds 70 i think you save for a year five thousand pounds so you that, know that's actually crazy that that's that's the last that's the last gem i'm gonna give on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> but um i was gonna say guys, it's really important to educate yourself kind of and you know the property market and just you know ways to kind of increase your wealth and we definitely understand that buying a property opens you up to so many different kind of ways to increase your revenue um and increase the money that you have in your family but um i i was going to list a few kind of resources that i i use um so one thing that i listen to let me just get up the name so that i don't misquote it so on spotify you can listen to the property strategist podcast they basically i think they're three guys or so that basically talk about how they got onto the property ladder and they speak about ways that you can you know make money from properties from without buying a um from out without buying a property so like through rent to rent and stuff like that there's also capital moments um property cohort um i don't know if there's anything else i've missed out but i think those are my three um, oh and thisonomics as well um there's those are the four main kind of places that i go to to kind of find Pat- out more about patricia bright thing oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> why didn't you why did you spit <laughs> in it my spat into the mic you know anyway bright. Sorry. but yeah no patricia, patricia bright's um platform the break so Patricia Bright's YouTube page, the Break platform, um, that's a great way to educate yourself as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything we want to kind of say to just wrap up the episode. No, not really. I think you guys should just let us know what you think. Are you also trying to kind of buy your first property by 25? Or is that just not your concern at all? Let us know mm. using the hashtag BTSpod on Twitter and Instagram. Or do you, or do you guys feel like mortgages are a scam? <laughs> 
Oh, I need this girl's gonna come with this comment. I've been waiting since this episode started for her to say this. One. Okay, the question, the homework for this podcast are mortgages oh and scams. God. Okay, thank you, Tammy. Thank you very much. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're so annoying. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. It's Beatrice. It's Tammy. It's Sharon. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms at btspod underscore. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com